0: Welcome to Walking Together, a podcast all about encouraging each other as we follow Jesus together. I'm your host, Dennis Lavelle. Let's start walking. In Long Beach, California, you'll find the Queen Mary. It's been docked there since it was decommissioned in 1967. It was and still is a legendary ship. It made continuous crossings from New York to England in just three days which is really incredible. And Laura and I got a chance to tour it several years ago. And the one thing that still sticks out in my mind was the swimming pool in the middle of the ship. It wasn't an outdoor swimming pool. It actually took up a good chunk of the belly of the ship. And the tour guide explained that there were first-class passengers, second-class passengers, third-class passengers, and yes, even a fourth-class and the fourth class was way down at the bottom of the ship near the swimming pool. And of course, the first class passengers got to swim first, and then there were appointed times for second class, third class, and fourth class to swim as well. And then the pool would be drained and cleaned, and it would be ready for the first class passengers the following day. But, If anyone in first class complained that the pool was still dirty after all the other classes had swam in it, then they would literally have to drain the entire pool again, clean it again, and fill it back up. Now, that would have taken an enormous amount of time and an enormous amount of fresh water that they had stored on the ship to fill it back up. Well, in 1 Corinthians, Paul is writing to the church there And he wanted to address the issue of serving. And apparently serving one another and the correct attitude about it was a problem in the church. Otherwise, he wouldn't have mentioned it. And in chapter 4, verse 1, he says that when people look at us, they should think of us as ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. And that phrase, ministers of Christ or servants of Christ, is an interesting word because it's actually a combination of two words. And when you put them together in English, those two words are under-rowers. Now, it's a strange term to our ears because it doesn't fit into our culture, but to the people living in Corinth, it made perfect sense. You see, There were many different kinds of slaves and servants, but there was one group in particular which was more insignificant than the rest. Now, the Queen Mary only had four classes, but those who were categorized as under-rowers, well, they really didn't even have a class. I mean, these guys sat in the bellies of the ships, propelling the vessels through the seas by their endless routine of rowing. And they did rough, back-breaking, muscle-aching work. And the reason they were there as slaves was because they were criminals. They had been found guilty, and the judge had essentially given them community service that was a lifetime assignment. They were going to be rowers on a big galley ship for the rest of their lives. And not a single person who stood on the upper deck gave the slightest thought to these under rowers, yet they performed the most needed and difficult work on the ship. It was a humbling task, to say the least. And Paul is doing his best to let us know that we all fit into this category of under rowers. And here's the point. If you're an under rower and I'm an under rower, it really doesn't matter if you're rowing in front of me, beside me, or behind me. The fact remains, we are all under rowers. And how silly it would be for us to compare ourselves to each other. I mean, we're all in the bottom of the ship together. But Paul is trying to communicate that this problem of comparison isn't isolated to that church in Greece, because we're all guilty of it. And this stems from the extremely misinformed and ridiculous idea that, hey, I'm not all that bad. In fact, I'm actually a pretty good person compared to you. I mean, isn't that how we view things? Somehow we make ourselves the bar or the measuring stick, and our thinking is seriously flawed. When we see imperfection in others, we should pray for them. But it's also a huge red flag to remind ourselves that we have issues too. You see, without God's grace, we would all be in a huge mess. We're not supposed to compare ourselves to one another, but rather love one another. But to love each other, we actually have to put in the time and the effort to know each other. So we have to pause and ask ourselves, are we really taking the time get to know the people who are rowing beside us? Or are we just quick to judge their weaknesses and problems? And again, Paul wants to make it abundantly clear we're all in the same boat. And if we're all in the same boat, doing the same job, then it all comes down to our attitude, doesn't it? Listen, there are many people in the Bible who had the heart and attitude of an under-rower, but yet their name isn't even mentioned. You see, the under rowers in Paul's day were expected to do four things, and I believe those same four things apply to us as well. Number one, the under rowers were expected to obey the captain's orders and keep up with the tempo that he had set. Now, we may not like the tempo, but that really doesn't matter, does it? Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, that he has made everything beautiful in his time, not ours. So it's our job to keep up with his tempo and his timing. Number two, the under rowers were expected to row together. And these 30-foot long oars were moved by two or three rowers. And they knew that two couldn't push while one of them pulled. They had to work as a team. The third thing is that they had to trust the captain's wisdom as to where they were going. Remember, they're at the bottom of the ship, and so they don't have the pleasure of seeing what was in front of them. They had to trust the captain that they weren't going to crash into rocks or run aground somewhere, and that the ship wasn't going to sink. Because if it did, they were at the bottom, and there was no way out. So they had to trust that the captain knew where he was going and what he was doing. And finally, these guys received zero honor for their work. They weren't praised or recognized because these guys weren't even seen. If one of them was seen, that meant that he wasn't at his station doing his job. So take a second and ask yourself, am I willing to be... An under rower? Can I be like those under rowers who are nameless and faceless? Can I be one who works not for recognition, but solely for the name of Christ and the honor of his glory? Are you okay with living life at the bottom of the ship? Are you truly rowing to the timing and rhythm that the Lord has set? Are you rowing in sync with your fellow under rowers? Are you trusting the Lord in the journey where he's leading you? And are you okay with not being seen and not getting the props and recognition? Come on, take your seat in the ship, grab an oar, and let's work together with the right attitude and be faithful under rowers. Well, I hope this has been an encouragement to you. If it has, I'd love to hear from you. If you'll do me the honor of giving this podcast a positive rating on Apple Music or whatever your podcast listening platform is, that will help others find the Walking Together podcast. Go be a blessing to someone today. We'll see you next time.